Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, this episode of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure is brought to you by the good folks at Episona. You have enough tough decisions in front of you. Do you keep trying to actually move on to IVF? Try IVF again. Listen to a podcast about IVF. There's so many options out there. But Episona's new sperm DNA test can help. You can find out if your sperm will make good quality embryos before you start treatment. Because Episona's test goes deeper than a semen analysis to find genetic problems which you can have impact your treatment success. Men over 40, overweight, or who smoke and drink heavily are at an increased risk for genetic problems in sperm. So, gentlemen and ladies, visit Episona.com to learn how you or your partner can get tested. That is a Matt Myra approved ad. Dory had no part in this. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, we're joining you on a Sunday after, evening. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I, you know what, honey... 
I believe this is our 50th episode. What? It's our diamond anniversary. Yeah. Uh, Silver? Gold? Something. Yeah. It's 50. It's our diamond jubilee. Um, no, I think that's 75. Yeah, it is. Seven. So, yeah, whatever 50 is, that's what we're doing. Uh, special shout out to our listeners who may or may not be in Florida, up to and including my mother, who listens every week and is in Orlando right now with no power. And my cousins. And your cousins, who probably don't listen. No, but they probably don't have power right now, because they're down in... Uh, Boca? Uh, yeah, Palm Beach County yeah. and Broward County. We have a lot of Myras and Shafraras. Well, Steinbergs. Myras and Steinbergs down in the... Mybergs. Down in the peninsula. Uh, so we're thinking of them. Uh, also, hello to our, our, our Houston listeners. If you're... I uh, hope you're recovering uh, and, and, and getting everything back to normal. Slowly but surely. And we'll be thinking of you and we're thinking of all of the Myras in Cuba and all of the people in puerto rico and all of the essentially really the virgin islands just and sweeping through everywhere that my family lives oh boy yep yeah on an unrelated note welcome to the podcast yeah so here we are 50 episodes in still no baby still no baby N- not even no baby no pregnancy <laughs> still no pregnancy um, like we could have had a baby by now. Sure. In the amount, cause it, you know, it takes nine months to have a baby. I, I read that somewhere. Did you know that? I heard about it. We yeah. have a baby though. His name is Bo. Oh, Bo. Um, Bo tomorrow, big day for Bo. He starts off with his, uh, anti-anxiety medications, dog Prozac. Uh, I mean, it's human Prozac. Well, I know, but it's in dog form. Well, should I take it? It's only in dog form in the sense that I'm putting it in a duck-flavored pill pocket. And also the fact that it is a higher dosage, right, for dogs? Um, well, she said it was a higher dosage. I believe what she meant by that is it's a higher dosage than you would normally start a human at. I think you would normally start a human at 10, and he's starting at 20, and Ooh. he's, he's going to go up to 40 if everything goes okay. Wow. Yeah. A lot to process. I know. Uh, yeah, so we had We had his big appointment. Huge appointment. Very long appointment. Lasted over two hours. Really did. Uh, that was a that was a that was a Friday for the ages. Truly was. It was lengthy. Uh, it was an odd appointment. Reminded me of that scene in Ghostbusters Two, where Egon is conducting a stress experiment, and you see a couple arguing in the waiting room, who's waiting for couples counseling, and they keep being told they're going to wait. And then in the room next to it, there is a little girl with a puppy. And then Egon then says, let's see what happens if we take the puppy away. <gasps> yeah. Uh, that's what it was like. We had three three vets staring at us. Yeah. Perhaps one was a veterinary uh, assistant. I don't know. Um, one was a nurse and one was a resident of veterinary things who was in town from Australia to learn from. Dr. Cho. Dr. Cho. So, yeah, it was odd. Bo was fairly well-behaved during it. Yeah. He wasn't too embarrassing. No. He really got a lot of treats. He got so many. Then he started farting. Yeah. Well, that's... Because he got so many treats. Bo gets gassy when he eats a lot of treats like that. But we're going to muzzle train him. We're going to muzzle train him. Um, She didn't seem to think the muzzle was as necessary as, as others. 
Yeah, but then when I asked, like, are we working up to him wearing the muzzle every time he goes on a walk? She was like, yeah. Oh, I thought she was like, no. No, she was like, yeah. I thought she was like, no. No, she was like, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, she's going to send us, like, a typed report, so. We'll look forward to that. That should take her a few weeks to complete <laughs> because it was so much stuff. It was a lot of stuff. But, you know, we tried, we, we, we did the first step of muzzle training in the room and he seemed okay with it. Oh, of course he's okay with it. It's licking liver paste off of the yeah. inside of a muzzle. Petco was out even, of... Without even going on you. Petco was out of liver paste when I went, so I we had to get bacon Kong, and cheese. We have the Kong stuff. Yeah, but the Kong stuff is just cheese. I oh. feel like that's not, you know... Not good enough? Not high value enough. Bo loves cheese. I know, but I got him the bacon and cheese mix. Oh, okay. Well, just kick it up a notch. Yeah. All right. So... So that's our Bo update. Yeah, and then, you know, various training things that we're sort of trying to implement. Yeah. Matt has a lot of trouble with nothing in life is free. I do think a lot of things in life are free. <laughs> like giving Bo affection. Yes. I think he earns it by looking adorable. He's so cute. Even the doctor was like, he's very cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <sighs> How are we going to handle an ugly baby? Oh. Who knows? Even if it's ugly, we're going to have parent eyes for it, you know? Yeah. Well, you might. Oh my god! I know. I'm, I'm Are you going to reject our baby? Probably. Our baby's going to be really cute, though. I'm going to take Bo with me. Bo's going to be my baby. I'm going to put a bonnet on Bo. What if I walked Bo in a stroller next to eventual, maybe eventual baby? This is turning into the Spider Pig episode of The Simpsons that we watched this morning. It wasn't an episode, honey. It was the Simpsons movie. Oh, it was the Simpsons movie. Dory. I was wondering why it was, it was so it was, long. It was clear that Dory had never really seen an episode of The Simpsons. What are you talking about? I've Actually, I've seen The Simpsons movie. I saw it in the theater. Oh. But that was like 20 years ago. Mm, it was 10 years ago. It was 2006. Well, 11 No, I'm sorry. Ago. It was 2007. It was out when I moved to Los Angeles. Well, I saw it. In it was the a theater. great summer, I'll tell you that. Maybe it was 2008. I don't know. Point is, it was on TV this morning. Also, what do you I mean? I've never watched an episode of The Simpsons. I mean, I've never seen you watch one. I, wa- I watched it when it came out. I had a Simpsons poster. I had a Bart Simpson poster. Well, I was and not a allowed. T-shirt. I was not allowed to watch it. Well, I was. Of all the things I watched, somehow The Simpsons, I was not allowed to watch. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, all right. Here's the business. We should have done previously please leave your itunes reviews we appreciate them greatly and facebook group still going strong facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure is also a new spinoff group for people who have gotten pregnant slash had children after infertility so that'll get uh, all your sensitive combos out of the prying eyes of infertile folks like us um uh, and and you can find the group is linked from the main group so if you just go to the main group um it should show up like right on top there you go as a linked group go to the main group and see and the you new have linked to, group you have to be a member of the main group to be a member of the linked group so what are you waiting for kids head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure and become a member uh for our website and for donations to this podcast you can go to excellentadventure.com also we do have a twitter account please follow it at excellentpod.com i was oh, what that, I, I mean at at excellent pod yeah. there's no dot com <laughs> there no dot com. go to twitter <laughs> our twitter handle is at excellent pod i would appreciate it if you guys could follow 
if I see a decent uptick in followers, perhaps a bonus episode is coming your way. What? I don't know what that number will be. I'll have to take a gander to see what it is now and then see what it is after this week. It's in the 800s now. Ugh. We can get at least 1,000. Come on, guys. Let's see what we can do. Uh, email dorianmatt at gmail.com, mattandory at gmail.com. And, of course, our phone number is 413-461-BABY. And Ladasha is apparently wait, a what? No, racist that's from Irvish last, legend. That's from last... No, wait, what? I didn't put that on there. It's in there. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I meant to take that out. That's from last week. Anyway, we have actual confirmation that there is a real la... La. So, I'm just saying. All right. It's, a, it, it, it's happening okay. all over the place. All right. I trust our I trust our sources on that. Okay. Do you not? I don't know. You know what it is? No one has said themselves that they have met someone named Ladasha. It's all like I have a friend like all right. However, I did find someone on the internet who is named Ladasha and she's like a white woman in her forties who sells real estate. All right, well, good for her. Yeah. Um, that's it, right? We did the updates from us. That that's, that's the business. Um, little, little advance notice. Um, I will be in Austin, Texas the first weekend of November, um, at the Texas book festival. Teja book festival and uh i will be the following weekend i'll be in portland oregon at wordstock hopefully franklin is up and running by then oh for austin yeah yeah um so i don't know my exact schedule for either of those but there has been there have been some inquiries as to meetups um and i will let everyone know post haste as soon as I get my schedule. Maybe I should have an excellent meetup if I'm ever traveling. Well, you're just saying that because I had one. Well, it just seems like if, I, if they bring me beef jerky, why not have them? I know. That was so nice. I ate it when I was very hungry last week. You did? I sure did. Oh, was it good? It was spicy. I liked it. Um, do you, you have were, anything coming up? Do I have anything coming up? No. Okay. I'm wide open all right cool not a lot happening with me all right uh this is from uh are we ready for email um oh i have an update i love an update so remember last week i was like i called insurance oh god yes and they they said they were gonna call me back and they never called me back yeah i remember that so i just would like to move this so i can see the timer here this past week Mm -hmm. i put on my big girl pants and I called them back. <laughs> okay. And, uh, uh, update from dad in Orlando. Power is still out, but we're riding it out. Okay. Okay. Tell him to save the battery on his phone. Are you kidding me? He's got, he's got cranking chargers, he solar does? chargers. He does. Well, I don't know how good solar is going to do when there's no sun. I know. <laughs> I ordered so many emergency supplies. He bought a bunch of stuff with my... Every year I get my dad a Bass Pro Shops gift card. Because mm. the guy loves his outdoorsy stuff. Yeah, so. yep. It's uh He's also got a lot of ham radios. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. got uh, a lot of battery-powered ham radio action happening. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, he's the guy you want to be in a storm with. All right. Guy's got, you know, lanterns. Oh, Etc. That's good. Yeah. 
I think you would be good in an emergency. I would be. I don't have. I don't have the kitsch. I don't have the gear, though. Well, I ordered sort of a lot of it. A, sort of gotten away from that. I as, ordered, a, as an adult. I ordered a lot of it, and I got a large uh, tub from the container store to hold it all in. Yeah. Because as you pointed out, I had been so focused on the go bag, but you were like, it's more likely that we're going to have to shelter in place in the event of an earthquake. Yeah, it's more likely that the roads will collapse all over the place. Right. And we'll and be sort of stuck in Hollywood. And we'll need stuff here. Only Pink's hot dog to sustain us. Right. So I was like, all right, that like let me let me rethink my strategy here. Sure. So um I, I got us some stuff like some face masks and some work gloves and you know, um, a thing have, to shut off our gas. Just so you know, we have we have an axe. Oh good. We have a pickaxe. We Great. have uh shovels we also we need to get um like a couple hundred dollars in small bills okay we can do that okay um yeah all right um so i called insurance and after you know we have the brightest flashlights known to man several ah no stop surefire flashlight they're built for rifles but i use them for flashlights uh after you know a few few times put on hold she finally came back and she was like Oh, uh, so your infertility coverage is only for in-network. Mm. And I was like, what? This was a... This Seems was, like an inopportune time for them to relay that information to you. Well, especially since I had gone to the trouble of getting pre-authorization for the procedure and it was approved. Yes. For, the, for my doctor and clinic. So if they weren't going to reimburse me for it, why would they approve it? It's another great question. So needless to say, I was not thrilled by this news. Uh-huh. Um, the woman did sound very sympathetic and was like, said she was going to appeal it for me. Whatever the hell that means. Oh boy. And then I fired off an email to our like benefits administrator and our HR person. Mm-hmm. And they were sort of like, Hmm. Like the benefits person was like, it's actually on page 39 of your um, handbook, your insurance handbook. And I was like, I bought this expensive insurance policy, like, because I was told everything is covered out of network. And and that suddenly we were going to get this great $10,000 benefit for IVF. And, you know, you could have at least specified that it was in network. I didn't say all that, but I was thinking that. And it just like, it was like, really? Like, oh, come on. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like $10,000 is a lot of money, but it's also considering how much we've spent. It's like, okay, ten another $10,000 that we're not going to get back. Okay. You know, I'm just like resigned to it, but I'm so pissed. Like I'm pissed off at the principle of it. Well, um, it's upsetting. It's annoying, but whatever. I mean, hopefully the appeal works. I mean, you got it all pre fucking. I know, th- like that was the moment that they could have told me back in February. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've really lost money on this insurance scam. Well, we haven't actually because I'm getting reimbursed so much more for therapy. That, oh, thank God. Well, I'm paying $10 a session now. Uh-huh. So that has made it 
worth it. And also the out of network deductible is only $500. Okay. So it's, it, it is overall a very good health insurance. It is a, it is a top of the line health insurance plan. Mm -hmm. But this little wrinkle of, I thought I was like, I, I chose this plan because of the $10,000. Right that I was supposed to be getting back. And now it's like, it feels like it's been taken away from me and I'm upset about it. Well, I think you have some rights to be. However, some iTunes reviewers might disagree. Well, you know what? Fine. I don't even care. Leave around. We leave another one star review. I don't care. All right. You hear that? Please don't. Um, wait, I don't know if, is that, is that everything? I don't know. Oh, I also got a text from my um, acupuncturist because she was like, when I told her that Dr. Beck had approved me to do uh, a transfer af- after this cycle, she was like, really? I thought she said three cycles. And I was like, well, she said I was good to go. And she's like, I'm going to ask her. And I was like, okay. And then I got a text from her and she was like, I talked to Kelly and, uh, she said, you're good to go. You had the triple lining and everything looked great. So, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's what she said. What kind of a weird scam are your acupuncturist and our IVF doctor running? What do you mean? I feel like they're so in cahoots. It's ridiculous. I think our, I think my, I think our doctor. I feel like she puts on like a hat and a mustache and pretends to be your acupuncturist and takes the check. Uh, if you met my acupuncturist, you would know how not accurate that is. <laughs> You mean she's really not our IVF doctor in a hat and a mustache? No. Oh, I can't believe that I would be wrong about that. I think it's just that our IVF, I think Dr. Beck is just open to holistic alternative treatments. Mm -hmm. And like, you know. She's also into her own hashtag. She loves hashtags. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's all happening now. We're just... We're just waiting. Yeah, I have no medical news for anyone. <laughs> okay. I, I don't. All right. Are you still doing the four-hour body? Uh, I would describe my body more of like a 12-hour sleepy body. Okay. So the answer is now, right, not right now. All right. At least not today. Okay. Cool. It's not cool. All right. Got to get back on it. Maybe if I could go to personaltrainerfood.com. More on that later. <laughs> um, all right. So, have we covered everything? I believe we have, yes. All right. Then I will read an email from Nicole. Okay. Uh, I read today that the Hurricane Harvey and the flooding in Houston has resulted in an increase in mosquitoes in the area. Uh, not surprising, however, reports of mosquitoes carrying West Nile is on the rise. I researched that West Nile is low risk for pregnant and nursing women. But my question is, should we be concerned about the spread of Zika in hurricane-impacted areas? I have family in Houston, and my spouse was planning to head there to assist with the post-flood damage our family is contending with. I'm 40 and six-month pregnant with our first and probably only child. I'm worried about visiting. I had a friend whose husband went to Baja while she was pregnant, and they were advised to use condoms and abstain for the rest of her pregnancy as a precaution against microcephaly, uh, 
Baja, Mexico is a level two Zika risk. How long will it take for CDC to adjust the mapped areas of Zika levels? With Irma about to hit Florida, which is already an established Zika zone, could we see the spread of Zika in Florida and elsewhere? Should my spouse not go to Houston at this time? We are fortunate our family has loads of community support, flood insurance, and a safe place to stay. But not going, even for moral support, could be perceived as callous and uncaring, and he wants to go, but the thought of Zika did not cross our minds until now. Love to you both, and fur baby, Bo. Oh, he is our fur baby. Um, this, well, this, well, this was an interesting wrinkle. This was an interesting Zika conundrum that this that this woman presented. And then I remembered... We had an expert uh, whose email we've read on the program before Yes, who had volunteered their services. So I reached out. I, I forwarded this email uh-huh. to our infectious diseases doctor uh-huh. who responded. Okay. Oh, that's here. Correct. It's, it's the next email. All right. We consulted with our, with our infectious diseases doctor. Here it is. I don't know when the CDC is going to be updating their travel advisories for Houston and Florida, but there seems to be real reason to be concerned that we could see Zika spread in areas affected by the hurricanes. My heart goes out to everyone affected by Harvey and Irma, and it is amazing to see how many people have gone down to help. My advice is for listeners uh, is for the listener's husband to try to avoid mosquitoes as much as possible. That's long sleeves pants, EPA registered insect repellent while in Houston. And for them to abstain from sex or use condoms for the remainder of her pregnancy. There you have it. That is the advice. All right. Boy, oh boy. It could be longer before we go to Florida, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I, thought, I thought most of Florida was off the Zika <laughs> watch list. But Dr. Beck, it's not off Dr. Beck's Zika watch list. Well... And look at the, I mean, just look at all the water coming in. It's crazy. I know. Like when I told her I was going to Atlanta, she was like, don't go to Florida. Yiza. Yiza. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. Here we go. This is an email from Melissa. Okay. Found your podcast through Matt's appearance on Gilmore Guys, but was so behind in that podcast and couldn't let myself start yours until I finished. I'd been listening to you at 1.5 speed, but I'm finally caught up. <laughs> Uh, I'm sad for you both. Have you ever listened to a podcast at 1.5 speed? No. Me neither. Can't do it. But apparently that's a thing that people do. It's a thing a lot of people I have to do it. I mean, I'm I'm out there putting out two-hour podcasts on, on 30-year-old James Bond movies. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, you know, we did an hour and 45 minutes on a, on a 44-minute episode of Star Trek this morning. That so. seems excessive. It is excessive. It is, but I don't know. Do so, people like long podcasts? I used to remember being thrilled when I would see a podcast that would hit over an hour of running time. I don't... I, it's been so long since I was just a consumer of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been 10 years. So I mm-hmm. don't know if that's appealing to people. Well, here's, here, here's what I have concluded. If you're writing an IVF-related email to us next week... Drop in what your preferred length of a podcast well, is. Well, here's what I've concluded. Yes. I think for highly produced, uh, like, storytelling narrative podcasts, like, you know, the, your serials, your mm-hmm. S-Towns, yeah. your, you know, et cetera, those like to be a tightly edited, like, half hour. Right. Um, your reply-alls, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've heard people say they, they want it to be like the length of an average commute. Sure. Um, but then the other genre of podcast, the like the West coast, the West coast, the West coast school of podcasting. Mm-hmm. I think people, people come to them in part because they like the freewheeling nature of them. Mm-hmm. As, uh, as we were referenced on the website, she knows.com this week. I don't know what that is. We are rambling, but relatable. We are rambling. Yes. Mm. It's an insult. I don't care for it. You think? Yes, I've decided. Oh, but we I think, do ramble. I think we ramble in like a relatable way. <laughs> Clearly. You know, like we just, we go off on tangents. You can't deny that. But that's what I mean. That's like a school of podcasting that it does feel very West Coast to me. Feels well, more it like Feels more like talk radio, you know? Right, but not NPR. No, 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 not NPR. Right. And not like right-wing talk radio. Uh, sure. Uh, anyway. Back to Melissa's email. Uh, she's sad that it's been an arduous journey for us, feeling very positive for our upcoming transfer. And she's now listening at regular speed. Uh, just wanted to email to echo the recent sentiment on the podcast of, if you feel like something isn't right, get yourself checked out. I had irregular slash absent periods forever. But my first gyno visit around age 20 led me to being put on the pill. No additional tests or anything like that. Fast forward to years later when my husband and I decided to start trying. I quit birth control and told my gyno I was trying to conceive. She parenthetical, sorry, Matt, because she wrote TTC. Uh, So he did a full blood workup, found my thyroid levels to be off, and referred me to an endocrinologist. Of course, it took months before I was able to get in to see one, but finally did uh find that i do need i do indeed rather have hypothyroidism hypothyroidism mm. that i most likely have had for a long time but was never diagnosed i've no i had no idea how crappy i was actually feeling all the time until i had my thyroid under control hypothyroidism is extremely dangerous to babies in utero so it took a couple of months of course more waiting to get my thyroid in check before i was given the green light to get pregnant which of course my endocrinologist made it seem like would happen on the first try but it did not i was extremely lucky to only have to go through two rounds of provera slash clomid that's crazy she also says speaking of crazy that it's good news that she only had to go through the two rounds because those hormones made me batshit crazy. Mm. That's what she said. Okay. Uh, all of the waiting was, of course, compounded by friends and cousins around me getting pregnant left and right, seemingly just by looking at someone's sperm. I now have a beautiful 16-month-old baby girl and have actually been getting my period on the reg. I made that adjustment. You said on the reg? Yeah. Every five to six weeks, my thyroid has, thank goodness, remained under control. I refuse to go back on the pill, and I have high hopes that I'll be able to conceive number two once we're ready without having to actually take my damn temperature every day again. I'm not sure I'll be able to handle that, plus the drugs again, let alone have to do anything more than that. I give you guys so much credit. I know it isn't easy, and I didn't have to go through half of what you've been through so far. Sorry for the long email, Dory. I also wanted you to know that I absolutely loved Startup, and I'm hoping for a sequel soon. Wishing you guys the best. XO. Melissa. Oh, thanks, Now, Melissa, if you really loved Startup, why don't you activate your Goodreads account, head on over, and write a Goodreads review of five stars. <laughs> Dory Shafrir. Thanks, honey. Um, 
good advice. If you yeah. feel like something's off, get it checked out. Yeah. I Even though, like, I felt like something was off for d- decades, and I never got it checked out. But you never had reason to. That's true. I was, I was thankful I wasn't getting anybody pregnant. Yeah. Um, next one is from Jane. After several rounds of progesterone in sesame oil, I developed a sesame allergy. Oh, this is, this is uh, in reference to an emailer last week who said she was allergic to uh, progesterone in oil. Hmm. There are great options other than suppositories or creams. I use both progesterone in olive oil and progesterone in ethyl oleate. The ethyl oleate is fantastic because it's thinner than the natural oils, goes in so easily, and doesn't make knots. Highly recommended. Hmm. Good to know. That's great information right there. That is great information. Uh, what does that mean, though? What do you mean? What? what, what what so does when, it mean that it doesn't make knots? So the progesterone and oil, um, when you inject it, you often get these like little bumps in your in your skin, uh-huh. and you have to sort of like massage them out. It's really not fun. Uh huh. It's really kind of gross. Actually, That's out of control. Um, but I guess she's saying that these other uh, mixtures of it don't don't do the knots. Um, uh-huh. I also I, I realized I didn't I didn't want to seem like everyone who lives in Florida and Texas should be scared of getting Zika. I don't actually believe there have been any domestic domestically transmitted cases of Zika. I think uh-huh. all of the ones that have been in the U.S. have been from people who have traveled abroad. So I think it is a case of of people being you know extremely overly cautious. But I, I don't think that, like, if you live in Florida, you have to be super paranoid all the time that you're going to get Zika. Well. But it probably can't hurt to wear mosquito repellent. Agreed. I, I don't think it can, it can ever hurt. Yeah. Unless you're, like, putting DDT on your body. Well, when I went, to, actually, speaking of DDT, when I went to Haiti. Yeah. Um, I got this, like, super strong bug repellent mm-hmm. that had DDT in it. On purpose? Yeah. They tell you to. Oh. Yeah. How'd it go? Uh, I don't think I actually put it on. <laughs> I don't think I actually used it. So. You better be tested for Zika. You're in Haiti. Two years ago. I know, but. <laughs> I think I'm fine. Well, I would say Dr. Beck thinks otherwise. Mm, no, she would agree with me. Okay. This is from Jamie. Hi, Matt and Dory. First, I wanted to extend sincere thanks for all you do. Your honesty about IVF and infertility has been the only thing that has kept me sane at times. Matt, I was screaming yes while you ranted last week, sending a virtual high five. When did I rant? Mm, I think you were ranting about insurance. Oh, well, I was ranting about... about the reviewer. The fucking complainer. Yeah. Who was complaining about us complaining. Uh, My husband and I are in the process of grieving our third failed embryo transfer in our second IVF cycle. The rawness of the pain is unbearable, and we've decided we are finished with fertility treatment. So we are working through the grieving with the fact that we may never be parents as well. Hmm. Oof. Throughout our three-year treatment process, I let a lot of friendships go by the wayside. Some friends didn't understand. Others needed too much from me emotionally while I was struggling. Here I am, three years later, finished with treatment. And man, that never gets easy to say. Uh, And I'm looking around, realizing I miss those people. How do I go about reconnecting with those friends I have lost or ignored? 
It is still too painful uh, to explain what we've gone through over the past three years, but I want these friends to understand that it was all I could do to get out of bed some days because treatment can be so draining. I care about them, I really do, but I'm afraid my actions have given them the wrong message. Where do I go from here? How do we move on from this incredibly taxing journey? Jamie, some heavy shit right there. Yeah. Um, I think you just start by reaching out. Yeah, I think if they're your friends, they'll be your friends. Yeah. Uh, Even if you're not connecting with them or you haven't connected with them in a while, I think at the end of the day, your friendship is probably uh, worth a little water under the bridge. I, I, I mean, I think I would just say send a text that's kind of vague and say like I'm you know I'm sorry I've been kind of MIA um I was dealing with a lot of shit but I mean you phrase it the way you yeah. phrase it tell me you're dealing um, with a lot of medical stuff I'm dealing with a lot of medical stuff I'm you know that I couldn't really talk about and but you know I really miss you and yeah. I'd love to get coffee or, you know, whatever it is that, that you and, and your friends do. Fuck it. Grab a drink. You ain't trying anymore. Just grab a drink. You know what? Grab a fucking drink. Um, unless you're a recovering alcoholic, then don't grab a drink. Right. Smoke a cigarette. Yeah. No. Ew. Um, but yeah, reach out. Yeah. Tell them, hey, listen, that wasn't great but I also wasn't great. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I do. Um, we have one from coping in Colorado. My husband and I are just about to start our first round of IVF and over a year and a half of trying naturally two random clomid cycles being given by my OB and three failed IUIs with our current RE diagnosis is still unexplained infertility. Ugh. Just turned 35. Husband is 33. I have to say, I fortunately slash unfortunately have a lot of friends that have gone down the IVF path. So in general, I feel super supportive, but your podcast uh, leaves me something to look forward to and the strength to keep going. Well, guess what? It's here every Monday for you. Um, Or Sunday night if you're up late. You're only in Colorado. I mean, it probably goes up at like 11 your time. Yeah. Per the subject line. I'm seriously frustrated with all the different information I, my friends, and your fellow podcasters listening are hearing. I've been thinking about writing in on a few topics discussed before, but I gotta tell you, the caller today talking about switching from Zoloft to Wellbutrin puts me over the edge. Is there infighting happening amongst our emailers? Mainly because my doctors... Oh no, she's not mad at the caller. She's mad at the doctors. Oh, here we go. I gotta keep reading. Mainly because my doctor specifically told me to switch to Zoloft from Lexapol Pro from, for my anxiety because Zoloft is more well-tested and really doesn't have any more chance of birth defects than the normal 10% chance of any pregnancy. I mean, what the fuck? Tangentially related, back like 20 episodes ago, I remember a researcher writing in saying that there is some evidence showing that the SSRIs can increase infertility. I mean... Never heard that before, but they very likely could be true. Who knows? This is lovely as long as I've been taking SSRIs in some form for the past 10 years. Oh, boy. Lastly, I have a friend going through IVF right now as well, uh, and her doctor recommends doing the endometrial receptivity test. Of course, I'm curious... 
So I ask my nurse, and she says that my doctor and no other providers in the practice offer these because there is not sufficient data slash evidence to support their findings. I'm going to Colorado Center for Reproductive Medicine, which is apparently one of the top places in the country, specifically for their lab. So I feel like they know what they're doing, but honestly, I don't know who to believe anymore. My gut reaction is that even with all the amazing science and research, I feel like we only understand 50 to 60% of what goes into getting pregnant. That seems generous. Yeah, (laughs) I bet it's much less. Uh, Not saying that the 40% is some mystery, but I just don't feel like we understand much more than half of what is, quite frankly, a miracle. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. Generally, I'm very positive and excited, scared, nervous, hopeful, all these things all the feelings going into this first round of IVF, but just find the lack of control and consistent information in this process somewhat paralyzing. I think if you're someone who, uh, you know, like, like you like being in control, you like when things are rational, when they make sense, you like finding order in things, this process will drive you fucking crazy. Because there's no predictability, there's no stability, there's like things change all the time, people tell you different things, there's no, there's no guaranteed outcome. Right. Um, It's really disorienting. So, you know, uh, I find it really disorienting. I think she finds it very disorienting. Um, And you know what, you're right. Like, if you, if you gathered 20 reproductive endocrinologist in a room and said like here is a patient and here is you know here are her stats and here's her husband's stats and this is what they've done and how would you treat them you would get 20 different answers right like a hundred percent you would get 20 different answers so you know i'm sure they would be like similar in some regards but like there are totally different protocols right I mean, even the people I know who have done IVF and like a lot of them are around my age and none of them have done the same thing as I have and they, and, and each other like, so yeah, it's crazy. Now the Zoloft Wellbutrin thing, maybe I misunderstood the caller, but I thought the doctor was telling her to switch to Wellbutrin because he thought she would respond better to Wellbutrin. Not because it was like better for pregnancy. And here's the other thing. I think from what I understand, Lexapro is like not one of the ones that they want you to be on in pregnancy. Whereas like Zoloft and Wellbutrin, they're like, well, we don't think they're bad. Mm -hmm. We don't know for sure because we can't do those studies, but we don't think they're bad. Whereas Lexapro, they're like, so, I don't know. That was a very scientific answer. It was about as good an answer as you're going to get out of your IVF doctor. (laughs) Um, Because Uh, there's so many different schools of thought, there's so many different ways to do it. There's so many different chemicals. There's so many different uh, body chemistries. It's, it's a miracle as we always say that uh, anyone can get pregnant at all. Yeah. And you know, you have people saying, you should go on this diet. You have people saying you should do acupuncture. You should take these supplements. And like sometimes things work out a little better and sometimes they don't. And you, but you never know exactly like what it was that you changed right. that made the difference. I mean, like 
you know, we've talked about this before, like with me, we've gotten the, ultimately we've gotten the exact same result every time. Yes. So, you know, we change things each time. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, we also now have some other information regarding your uterus and yes. some surgery. And but that had nothing to do with tests. the embryos. This is true. This is true. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I do know that your frustration is... Uh, not uncommon. Not uncommon. And we're here with you throughout the whole thing. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. So 
Brenda, Brenda? hang in there. Oh, no. Wait, She's nope. concerned in Colorado, right? Is that what Coping, in, Coping Colorado. in Colorado. Brenda, we already read about you. <laughs> who's Brenda? No, Brenda, we didn't read. Who's, Did Brenda? who's Brenda? Brenda, you drive a truck from, on North Las Vegas in the California 5. Oh, yeah. Five days a that's, week. That's later. That's Wait, coming later. What I'm so confused. Oh, this is page three. What? It is? I, what did, I, did I misread the emails? Did you skip a page? Oh, no, I just skipped, unfortunately skipped Brenda's email, which we can read now. Okay, great. Brenda, buckle up. (laughs) You're probably driving that truck right now, so (laughs) I hope you're already Uh, buckled up. (laughs) I know how much you like emails from truck drivers. I do. I love emails from people that keep the country moving. Mm, People in the supply chain. Yes. I like to know where my guitars are on the trucks. All right. Uh it's from Brenda. Hi, Dorian Matt. I love your podcast. I drive a truck from North Las Vegas to California five days a week. That sounds like a dream. Uh, listening to your podcast makes it easier to tolerate traffic. I hear that. See, Brenda's probably a person who likes a long podcast. Brenda probably likes a, likes a listening to things at half speed, which you can also do. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can on some apps. Uh, in episode 49, there was a caller who had issues with yeast infections i believe and i wanted to let her know that i tried drinking a baking soda and water mix to balance my ph levels and it works my dad used to have to drink baking soda really for ulcers interesting uh i was told that i was prone to the infection so i tried the natural remedy my daughter who has twin girls is a nurse and she says of course check with your doctor first but through her entire pregnancy she craved and ate baking soda (laughs) wow and the six pound five ounce and four pound six ounce little angels are healthy and they breastfeed uh, they breastfed until a week ago, the first birthday, which is the 13th. It's in two days. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Happy oh, birthday, boy. Brenda's granddaughter twins. Uh, Brenda, if I see you out there on the road, I'm going to make you honk the horn. <laughs> and then uh, we had coping in Colorado, and that was great. And the next email is going to be from Martha. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode of Excellent Adventure is sponsored by Care.com. Why spend your precious weekend time cleaning, driving, or dog walking? Or podcasting. <laughs> Let Care.com help you handle everyday tasks so you can spend more time with your family. What if my tasks are everyday doing a podcast? Mm. Not yet. Not yet. With access to 8.6 million caregivers across 16 countries, Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. Find, book, and pay sitters, nannies, housekeepers, dog walkers, senior care, tutors, errand runners, and more all in one place. Whether you need child care while you're at work or want to line up a date night sitter, using Care.com makes life simpler for families everywhere, full-time, part-time, anytime. They even provide access to a variety of background check options that you can purchase to help you make the best hiring decision. Join for free as a basic member and start searching for great local caregivers today. Once you upgrade to premium membership, you can reach out to them, schedule interviews, and pay for care online or through the app. You know, it would be great for us, honey. Mm. You know, if, if like last minute, we, we need to go away, we can go to care.com find someone to take care of Bo and do a background check on them and like make sure that they're like not psychos 
and not aggressive guitar players. Yeah, exactly. So, and you know what else is care.com is useful for, um, when people come from out of town and they're like, we need a babysitter. And I'm like, yo, let me go on care.com find you a babysitter there you go because i'm like i don't have kids i don't have a babysitter that's true we have Bo though Bo or dog can babysit mm. right we should probably use care.com yeah so to save 30 percent off a care.com premium membership visit care.com slash adventure and subscribe that's care.com slash adventure this episode is also brought to you by personal trainer food it can be hard to balance a busy schedule and eating right don't i know it thankfully personal trainer foods has you covered it delivers real food, including juicy meats, full of flavor, perfectly cooked veggies, and savory breakfasts that will start your day right. And they deliver them right to your door. With meals that are ready to eat in just three minutes, it saves you time, money, and takes the headache out of meal planning. With over 800 meal combinations, the options are endless. You don't even have to go to the grocery store. Whether your goal is conveniently healthy meals or, like me, sustainable weight loss, personal trainer food makes it easy. And with no hidden fees, free weight loss coaching, free shipping, it's the best value on the market. There are lots of things in your life you can't control, but you can control getting healthier. You can learn more about this by going to personaltrainerfood.com forward slash adventure. That's personaltrainerfood.com forward slash adventure. Use the promo code ADVENTURE200 to save yourself $200 on any 28-day meal plan. Back to the show. And we're back. Honey, I think you wanted to play a voicemail to, to lead us into our second half. I did because, you know, I, I know that sometimes you get concerned about the, uh, the AC. I do. Hey, guys. It's the God again. I just wanted to confirm, we could not hear your air conditioning during the podcast. So please, stay refreshed and cool. Also, the fun fact, surprisingly, or not so surprisingly, was very close to accurate, as I am a total gadget geek. And uh, I have the radio headphones, which obviously aren't a thing with a radio built into them. They're just a radio. (laughs) But we lived out in the middle of nowhere in Northern California, and they could never get a radio signal. So I basically had, like, white noise headphones way ahead of the curve. Anyway, thanks, like always, and I hope you're having a great day. Aww. She's referring to her hey fun oh, fact. Ah. Uh, Sorry. Her fun fact was that she enjoyed sharper image things that are also radios. Oh. Remember? Yeah, I do. And that was accurate. We love the gudge. Yep. Yep. That's all true. Yeah. Um, now, I promised that we would hear from Martha when we return. Yes, you did. And I've also been hogging all of the readings of the emails. You have. So. Was that deliberate? No. It's from Martha. Mm, okay. Here is the email. Oh, thank you. Uh, I emailed you last year. I was the one whose husband has a genetic translocation, meaning a 50% chance of miscarriage with any pregnancy. After two years of trying, we had one pregnancy, which miscarried at 11 weeks. Despite the risks, we decided to keep trying the natural way as the NHS in the UK only funds a limited number of IVF cycles, and we didn't want to use them all up. Mm -hmm. We were very lucky not to have another miscarriage, and five months later, I I got successfully pregnant and have just reached 37 weeks. Congratulations. I wanted to pick up on a question from last week about doubts creeping in. I can absolutely relate to this. I've spent so long trying to get pregnant and then worrying about losing the pregnancy that it's only in the last few weeks that I've really started to try to engage with the idea of actually having a baby. 
My brain can't quite compute that in a few weeks, in a few weeks time, the thing in my tummy is going to be a real person outside in the world. And that thought is pretty terrifying. Right. I also wanted to say that despite trying for so long, I've been surprised by how much I have hated being pregnant. I've had some comments from people that it's wrong and ungrateful to complain, especially given how many others are still trying. You are allowed to complain, Martha. Yes. But I feel it's important to be able to say that I'm both incredibly grateful to be pregnant and that pregnancy sucks. Yes. Totally. Yes. Of course, anyone's pre- everyone's pregnancy experience is different, but for me, it's been nine months of daily sickness and nausea, complete exhaustion, and pelvic pain so bad I can only sleep for a couple hours at a time. Ugh. So I wanted to tell everyone who's still trying that when, fingers crossed, you do finally get pregnant, it's okay if it's not the bouncing, glowing experience you've been expecting, and it's okay to feel pissed off about that. Love and hope to you and all the eggheads. Uh, Martha, I would suggest that you get yourself into the Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure Pregnancy and Childbirth Facebook group. It sounds like... It sounds like it's right up your alley. It's right up your hating pregnancy alley. You had struggled with infertility, and now you want to hate pregnancy in the privacy of your own group that isn't going to offend anyone who's trying to get pregnant. Yeah. This is... This, this group was, like, Martha. made for you. Might as well be called Martha. Yeah. In fact, we're renaming it. <laughs> um, Don't worry, Martha. Batman will save you. So you remember last week we heard from Grace, who was 22. Yes. Uh, uh, and we t- told her, listen, you know, you gotta, you're 22. Don't yeah. worry about anything yet. Um, so we got a voicemail mm-hmm. in response. Is it Grace? And I'm going to play it. No. Okay. Hi, my name's Suzanne, and I'm from the Twin Cities in Minnesota. No. I love I Twin Cities. I am a listener of the podcast of most things. For at least six months, I have a child not trying to conceive, but I do have some um, reproductive issues where Mm -hmm. I could have issues um, having children, um, which is why I started listening to your podcast and really, really enjoy it. But the purpose for my call is to respond to Grace, the 22-year-old who was asking about, you know, whether she, you know, she's kind of on the fence about having kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't totally sure. Always thought she wouldn't have kids growing up. I was in the same boat, minus the age difference, um, of my husband. But I always grew up not wanting kids. They were a pain in the butt. I didn't like them, really. But as I got older and I was with my husband for a while, we've been together now for nine years, um... We really like the idea of having something that could carry on our legacy, share parts of our personality, and, you know, it's kind of our little project, I guess, (laughs) if that makes any sense. It's obviously much more emotional than that. Um, But we didn't decide to have kids until we had been married for a couple of years, Um, and our son, Archer, is now turning three next month. Um, I also had a lot of anxiety about having kids. Just the whole process seemed really alien to me. You know, growing something in your own body, it was very parasitic and weird. Um, oh, that's accurate. But I went to therapy because I was interested in having children, but was on the fence, talked through it, and that kind of solidified my ideas, or my decision, I should say. Um, so I would encourage her to... You know, think about it a little bit more. If it is something that she is on the fence about, maybe go to therapy. Maybe have um, an outside opinion, you know, not necessarily tell her what to do, but to help facilitate the decision for herself. 
anyway, love the podcast. Hi, Bo. My <laughs> bulldog always says hi. Thank you. Oh, you have a lot of fans. Uh, he really does. Uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> He's asleep, but he just made a really crazy noise. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can follow him on Instagram at Beauregard Bosch. Beauregard Bosch. If you don't know how to do that, just look at either myself or Dory's Instagram and you'll certainly find a link to Bo somewhere. Yeah. Um, good advice coming out of the Twin Cities. Yeah. I mean, I guess I think the only thing I would add, and I think she was kind of like implying it's very this, cold there. Uh, is that it's very cold there. Yes. Um, no. Is that like if you don't if you don't want to have kids, it's fine. Like not everyone wants to have kids. True. Very true. And, you know, that's like, it's, it's not something that you should be ashamed of or, you know, something that you feel like you need to fix. Right. Um, and also like, I don't, like, yeah, I, I, I think whatever, whatever conclusion you come to is going to be the right one for you. I cannot agree more with that statement. Great. Grace, you do you. Yeah, you do you. Uh, remember before we were talking about diets? Mm, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sometimes people go on different diets and they think that helps, but they, you don't know. So we heard from this woman named Mandy. Oh, Mandy. And so she had done one round of IVF. She said her husband's sperm are, they're not dumb, but they don't make it out of the tank. Mm. Uh, they transferred two embryos that didn't implant. They switched clinics and the new doctor put her and her husband on a ketogenic diet. Oh, ketosis, everybody. Uh, and she says, keto diets are also known to help sufferers of PCOS, uh, formerly known on this podcast as PCOS. PCOS, and other inflammatory diseases. I started keto by cutting gluten out of my diet and reading a lot of blogs, cookbooks, and whatever information I could get my hands on. The short version is that carbs are bad. Fatty meat is good. Crazily enough, it worked for me. Not only have I lost 30 pounds since that phone consult in March, but we recently had an egg retrieval and it surpassed my first. Keto is probably not the sole reason, but definitely a contributing factor. I felt great all throughout stims and recovered like a champ after the procedure. They retrieved 14 eggs, nine of which were mature, seven fertilized, three embryos made it to blast on day five, and one embryo made it to blast on day six. So we have four total cryopreserved and are now preparing for our first FET with baselines on Friday. My husband only did keto 50% of the time. It's very strict and he travels for work. So some days he did better than others. Matt, I know you're doing a particular diet slash way of eating, but I can't remember what it is called. <clears throat> it's not called anything. Slow carb, I guess, really is the closest thing it is considered. I had a bad week this past week, everybody. Hmm. Just want to let's all share that it's not particularly easy sometimes no and i kind of well i guess the last two weeks have been bad well you know starting with the monday night dinner with kumail and emily yeah you know what i realized ink time you you really need structure and when you go off your structure yeah it's like all over yes so you're fine if the cheat day is saturday Yes. You know that the cheat day is Saturday. Right. But when you start making exceptions to right. that, it's... Like tomorrow, am I going to make an exception to eat a piece of the cake for the 100th episode of the Goldbergs? Well, I, you know, I really think you should listen to Jeff Garland's episode of Death, Sex, and Money because he talks about this exact thing and it started with a cookie from the craft services on the set of the Goldbergs. Listen, 
I don't need to talk out of school about Jeff. I was on set with him all day on uh, Friday. So uh, no one's talking out of school. I, he, no, I'm just he saying. Did an inter- he did a podcast, public podcast interview about right. this. <laughs> like, um, no, but hey, Jeff and I are very similar people as far as food is concerned. Yeah. Like, you know, Adam, too. I mean, we're all. But it was it, hearing him talk about it was very interesting because he really sees it as an addiction and he refers to himself as being sober when he's eating well. Yeah. And when he's not, he's like off the wagon. Right. Like like an alcoholic. Oh, for sure. So yeah, me too. I think like and so I think for, you know, someone like me who doesn't have these issues, I sometimes don't understand because I'm like okay, you ate a bad meal, but like now you can just eat fine for like, it's fine. You can just eat like, I'll just eat my normal, like pretty healthy food for the rest of the week. But for you, it's like, Oh, it's all over. Yes. And that's really hard anyway. So yeah, starting last week with that dinner where we just sort of ate whatever was at the restaurant. Um, you've also been under a lot of stress. Yeah. Yeah, at work, I've been a little grazy. Mm -hmm. Been grazing quite a bit at work, Mm -hmm. uh, which I hadn't been doing all year until the last two weeks. Um, And it doesn't help that it's all there in front of you. Well, it's not in front of me. I have to go to the kitchen. No, I know. But it like, you know it's in the kitchen. Right. Um, So it's been a bad two weeks for Matt's diet. Going to try to really, I got to try to figure it out. I'm... Might be traveling a bunch soon, and it's all crazy. We'll see. Maybe personaltrainerfood.com is the answer. It might be. Yeah. You should try it. Um, so, Mandy continues. Where would I get it delivered to? I, we don't have the space to store any of this food. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to get the month of food all delivered at the you same get, time. You have to 14 days of food. Okay. Which is... You know, 14 times three meals. Yeah. Where's that going to go? Well, we don't exactly efficiently use our refrigerator and freezer. It's true. (laughs) So, I mean, there's also like old food in there that could be thrown out. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're on a real, (laughs) real fucking tangent here. Part of our relatable ramblings. Um, My friend Emily Fleischaker recently started a company called Kitchen Fly. Uh and, and the whole point of it is to help people organize their kitchens. Oh. I feel like we could really use her services. Emily invented Tasty. She did. On BuzzFeed. Yep. And she's a billionaire because of it. Just kidding. <laughs> she works for BuzzFeed. No, she doesn't work for BuzzFeed anymore. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. Worked. Um, anyway, she should come over and like help us arrange our fridge. Emily, come to L.A. and help us arrange our fridge. Um, anyway, uh, I didn't finish Mandy's email. I know. Um, a weird tangent. She said, food. Matt, I know you were doing a particular diet slash way of eating, but I can't remember what it's called. Would you care to share that again, please? Thanks in advance. <laughs> I think my husband may do well on it. Yeah, he would. I think if it's the if he can stay in a structured situation where he knows his um, he knows his cheat day is every Saturday or whatever day of the week is convenient for him for, to to do that. Uh, I would recommend that he buys Timothy Ferris's book, The Four Hour Body. I'm staring at it right now. It's on our bookshelf. Uh, it's a big reference book. The diet portion of the book is very helpful. Essentially, it's called Slow Carb. And uh, you can eat good carbohydrates that have a low glycemic impact. So we're looking at things like beans. Uh, you can eat um, 
other things you should not eat starchy things right but uh, the food list is all in there how to do the diet is essentially two chapters in the book um and then there's a lot of other great stuff in there about workouts and etc so it's the four-hour body tim ferris you could probably order it on amazon yeah he has a podcast too he sure well, he has a huge podcast yeah. i don't remember what it's called probably the tim ferris show uh, yeah. or something like uh, that yeah right? ferris yeah. files <laughs> no um she says she she just to see if many other listeners knew about keto she did a search on the facebook page and was a little surprised to see only three posts associated with keto. Oh, wow. That is a little surprising. I highly encourage listeners who are struggling to do their own research on the connections with infertility, inflammation, and the benefits of fatty, fertile foods. Sincerely, Mandy. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a, it's a good, uh, good advice. The key, there's a huge subreddit on keto, which I found overwhelming. I was going to try it, and then I was like... It was too much? This is too much. Are they... Are they similar to the paleo people in their Very. fervency? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Um, I forget what it was. or some par- aspect of it. Oh, it was the lack of a cheat day. Ah. Where I just like, was like, no, I yeah. can't do it. Yeah. That's what you like about, about, um, that's what you like about for our body. Yeah. I love the cheat day. Yeah. It's the greatest thing ever invented by human beings. <laughs> Um. All right. All right. What's the next uh, bit of bit of communiques? Uh, we have one from Stephanie. Do you want to read it? Sure. Hey, Steph. Uh, hi, Matt and Dorian and Bo. I recently caught got caught up with all your episodes. I'm so glad I stumbled across your podcast, Georgia. My poodle terrier mix. Thanks you for keeping her mom company on our walks. She would also like to set up a play date with Bo sometime. Don't oh. worry, she's fixed. I would. That would be great. Do you live in L.A.? Because if you do, please. Uh, My husband and I have been trying to have a baby since last June. Not that long in the grand scheme of things, but it feels like a million years. Well, we've only been trying since... Last April. Well, no, we we were trying before that. Oh, yeah. We were trying like before our wedding. So we've we've been been trying trying for for two years. years. Mm. Over two years. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to this. Remember when I was like, oh, it kind of sucked to be pregnant at my wedding. (laughs) How little we knew. Uh, we waited dutifully until the one year mark to see an, uh, a reproductive endocrinologist and started doing medicated IUI circle cycles, not circles. Uh, we've been officially diagnosed with unexplained for infertility. Whoop, you know, whoop. if you'd like to pay me four to $5,000, email me and I will diagnose you with unexplained infertility. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the most frustrating non-diagnosis anyone could ever receive. IUI round three was this past month, during which we tried all the things. Up my dose of Fimara, did two IUIs, and even paid for a separate hotel room for my parents when we went out of town for a wedding so we could have all the sex. Alas, still no baby. After my negative beta, I had a mini breakdown and a mega talk with my hubby about where we want to go from here we collectively decided we would move towards ivf welcome but we can't get started right away due to my work schedule being crazy and full of travel over the next two months welcome we've been there uh i know you two have had some delays in your ivf yes have we ever (laughs) uh some planned and some not how have you two perhaps rather how have the two of you gotten through it 
And what are some strategies for keeping your sanity in this crazy waiting game? Thanks so much for such a great podcast. By sharing your story, it's made me already less scared of IVF in general and makes me feel much less alone. Well, that's what we're here to do. We're here to blow the lid off IVF. Talk about it openly. Just blow the lid off of it. And uh, you know, I was on this panel over the weekend. Yes, at um, at the Seattle Cre- by Seattle West, the Create and Cultivate conference in Seattle, which is um, it was like eight hundred women, many like people, many like entrepreneurs. It's a big and, panel. Um, there were not eight hundred people on the panel. Oh. There were four of us on the panel. Okay, but she had us introduce ourselves, and I said, you know, I'm Doris Freer. I'm a senior tech writer at BuzzFeed. And I wrote a novel called Startup that came out in April. And I host a podcast with my husband called Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure about doing IVF. Mm-hmm. And that's accurate. Several people came up to me after and were like, "Thank you for just like saying it, like so, just kind of like matter of factly." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do this podcast about IVF. Right. Like not like, um, yeah, so uh, or like being embarrassed about it or not wanting to say it or that I, I don't get whatever. And um, I was like, yeah, fucking yeah. Anyway, uh, to your question, I mean, one of the ways we've dealt with it is through this podcast. 100 uh, percent. Having an established time every week where we talk about where we're at is like it's very helpful. Very helpful. I'm not saying start a podcast. We already do it. Yeah, so don't stop, copy stop us. Stop trying to fucking bust in on our space here. <laughs> um, Please tell a friend. But no, I think I think also date night has helped. Date night has helped. No, just like knowing that we have. No, I was laughing at date night. Why are we laughing at date night? Uh, because uh, you know it gets harder and harder as we get busier and busier. It does. We haven't done it the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, because I've been out of town. You have been out of town the last two weeks. Um, Our last date night was Conor McGregor Mayweather fight. Yeah, which was a party that we went to. I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think just like carving out that time for the two of you to just be able to talk, even if it's not on a podcast, right, <laughs> is important. And, you know, maybe that means couples therapy, but like whatever it is, I think you got to you got to you know, do it. it felt that's what the IVF that's what the bow appointment felt like it felt like couples therapy didn't you? it no because we both remembered different aspects of bow you know what i mean it was like well that's not entirely true actually oh. what he does is this no it felt to me more like this would this would this is what it would be like if if like our kid had you know, like a special need or something. And we had to take him in to be evaluated or something right? with him in the room, which I guess would never really happen. Right. Um, or it, you know what? It felt like family therapy. <laughs> yeah. Also, cause our dog walker was there. Yeah. Um, but I think it was good that she was there. Yeah, of course. To just like also um, help immeasurably because neither of us were going to be able to get back to bring him. That's true. To his home. Also, it was interesting because she was late because traffic was so bad and she was coming from like very far east. Um, but when she walked in, Bo went crazy for her. Like was like so excited to see her. Mm-hmm. I think that was interest. That might have been interesting for them to see. Like he really, there are people who he knows and is excited about right you know yeah she was someone coming into the room and he got it he was like thrilled about it he wasn't he wasn't angry about it yeah um bo Bo loves his people he does 
He's a good. He's a good guy. Yeah. But back to you and your husband. Back to you and your husband. Um. Do you have advice? Talk about it. That's my advice. Yeah. Also, another thing I would say is don't get too stressed out about the like. Don't get too stressed as much as you can. Don't get too stressed out about the delays. Oh, right. And I know that that's easier said than done. But like in the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, another month. I can't believe it. But it's like you just have to roll with it. It'd be interesting for us to go back and listen to our first episode. Whoa. You know? Yeah. We were so naive. Two young, naive bastards were doing (laughs) with no emails. With no emails. I mean, it was a short episode. Sure. That's how long the show should be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, we hope that uh, helps you out. Here's an email from Adam. This is feedback for the emailer on making new friends as a young adult. The key is activities. Where you have a lot of interaction, not activities, where the focus is elsewhere, such as going to the movies, where the focus is on the movies. I thought that was a good distinction. Totally. Again, bowling league, softball league, community theater is available in most counties. Lots of geeks uh, and those lots of geeks there and the people become close. I kind of love the community theater suggestion. Sure. You know? You love being a, a, a theater kid, you know? I was a theater kid. Did you go to stage door? Did you go to camp at stage door? No, I didn't go to camp at stage door. Well, Adam did. Well, uh, We've never done our stage door episode. I really wanted to do one. Anyway. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and then uh, another one is find a local board game store. They have lots of events where you can meet people. And then church. Get involved in a small group, not just large services. That's all good advice. I feel like we're getting a lot of the same advice. I would love an update from that from that couple. From from Chris, I think his name was. I, you know, he might have written in again. Well, I'd love an update. All right. So next um, next week, tune in. Wait, I'm going to play a voicemail. Oh, sure. If you don't mind. Yeah. I, w- I Also, back backpedaling a bit to the couple that named their child Archer. Yes. I need to know. Did they name their Archer after the character Archer that is voiced by H. John Benjamin on the TV show Archer? The cartoon Archer? <laughs> you said Archer. 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 <laughs> Archer. Acha, um, or was it named after Captain Jonathan Archer of the Enterprise NX One, hmm. or named Archer for an entirely different reason? If yes. you know the answer, Matt would like to know. Please email. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. Dory and Matt. This is Debbie. I love your podcast, even though my IVF baby is 16 years old, soon to be 17. Whoa. Um, I remember all the feelings that we went through and uh, am right there with you. Um, I wanted to comment on this last episode that I just heard about um, Matt not wanting to massage your feet. I have uh, two things to say. If he doesn't like feet, he can have you wear socks. And then it should be all right. And the second is that when I was very pregnant with my IVF baby, my husband told me to stick my feet in the toilet and flush for a massage. And it is now almost 17 years later, and I am still holding it over his head. So I just wanted to share that with you. I wish you guys all the luck, and I hope that you have uh, success uh, very soon. All right. 
Take care. Bye-bye. It's crazy to think Thank of these, you, these, Debbie. These near-adult um, IVF babies There's roaming around IVF there. babies who are our age. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, that is Honey, not my favorite advice. Call we I'm going to put on socks, and you're going to massage my feet. Well... <laughs> Why don't you put on your shoes? <laughs> put on a nice pair of Adidas. And then you'll massage my feet? Maybe. Okay. I We could get you one of those foot massager things from uh, Brookstone. Look, I should be so lucky to need a foot massager. That's true. That's very true. Uh, this one is coming to us. This is our last email okay. of the evening. Yeah. And... Uh, says, hey, guys, just wanted to weigh in and tell Matt that I agree. Les Paul is a great name for a child. Wait, did I not say who this is from? No. Oh, this is from Lex. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I must have left his name off. Lex. Uh, you, I was like, he doesn't seem that excited about this email. I am 45,000 <laughs> times more excited now that I know it's Lex. Did I bring up Lex earlier? Uh, well, there was Brenda. I kept the other about Lex. Brenda was the other truck driver. Lex, I've been thinking about you all week. Uh, okay. Lex tweeted at us. We have to take a gander. Yeah. See what Lex is up to. Yeah. I have to follow Lex back. Assuming he follows. I me. followed him. Well, I will follow him as well. Great. Uh, okay. So Lex, who's <laughs> whose uh, opinion is more important than all other listeners. <laughs> Lex wanted to weigh in and say that he agrees with me that Les Paul's a great name for a child. Oh, no, yeah. Lex. <laughs> it was one of the names that was up for consideration where we were waiting for my son to be born, huh? Hmm. My grandfather was named Calvin Coolidge as a first and middle name, and I have always liked that as a technique for naming children. Interesting. Although hard to understand what was so special about Calvin Coolidge. That's fair. We considered Frank Zappa. Keith Moon, Tony Gwynn, Charlie Parker, and Patrick Stewart before settling on John Ca- John Cash. That's a fucking great name for your kid. That is a good name. Why can't we do that? John Cash? John Cash Myra. You don't want John. I don't want John because... Because my brother and my father are named John. Yeah. And here I think, what a great way to well, honor my dad. you know what? Who is currently you know without what? power you in know Orlando. What I, you know what I would possibly be open to uh-huh. calling him by his middle name if his first name was john cash yeah calling him cash yeah i don't know how i feel about that all right i'm gonna call a kid cash it's a cute name john cash is a great name anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> Nothing interesting to report trucking-wise, other than tonight I'll be heading down to Alabama and we'll be right in the path of Irma. Hopefully it has died down by the time I get there. I don't mind driving in rain, but wind can be real hazardous pain in the ass. It probably blows the whole... Yeah, whole load. The whole load around. Yeah. (laughs) Lex, you continue to be our greatest emailer. Um... Wow, I can't believe it. I can't believe we made it through our 50th episode of this podcast. Yeah. It's been, it's been great. Uh, thank you all. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast thus far. And uh, this is the last episode. Oh, wait, what? Oh, fine. We'll do more. 
Uh, I mean, I I did not think it was going to be this long. Well, you thought we'd have a baby by now. I did. I naively did. Um, So this is the portion of the podcast when we thank all of our supporters for their unwavering support thank you so much um those of you who who donate monthly on patreon at the ten dollar and above level as you know you get a new fun fact every month also if you donate at ten dollars and above you get a uh, a bonus episode a mini bonus episode and if you donate at twenty five dollars and above you get two bonus episodes what but you know what you can donate at a dollar and you get a fun fact that's true so that you know. dollar goes towards buying two orders of Duracell batteries that power the recorder. That's true. We just ordered them today. We sure did. Um, and as you all know, last month's Patreon uh, donations went to the Houston Food Bank. Um, yep. And let's see how Florida does. To see what happens with September. <laughs> Every month we'll be donating to a different, different charity. disaster. <laughs> for a natural Let disaster. Let us not forget the earthquake in Mexico. Yes. Indeed. Let us also not forget the tiger that is on the loose in Atlanta. Uh, I saw he was on the, his way to Memphis. He's heading out. Yeah. Um, I thought he was captured. No? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, all right. So we are, uh, we are making our way through the Patreon uh, donors of this month. If you haven't heard your name yet, d- d- don't worry. We will get to you this month um, with, with no further ado. Kelsey Cinnamon. <laughs> Uh, Kelsey recently realized her childhood dream of owning a 1987 Firebird with T-tops. Siri Gasky. Uh, Siri is a computer programmer who worked extensively on Juicero. Laura Mayer. Laura collects Monopoly pieces specializing in the now-retired iron. Grace Shearman. Grace has a YouTube channel where she unboxes cereal. April Cherry. April's been arrested three separate times for road rage, all of them occurring in a Trader Joe's parking lot. I had some road rage in a Trader Joe's parking lot today. (laughs) April Patrick. Uh, April was obsessed with Elvis as a child, uh, dressing as 68 comeback Elvis every Halloween from the ages of 9 to 25. That's the black leather Elvis. Oh, okay. 68 comeback special. Uh, Angel Rivera the third. Uh, Angel annoys the other angels in his family by often stating third time's a charm before heading out the door. Uh, Daniela Harker. Daniela's favorite children's show was the Canadian produced series Under the Umbrella Tree, which featured a blue jay and an iguana puppet. Caroline Land. Uh, Caroline's third favorite beetle is Ringo. Kate Kudlish. Kate collects Disney pins that have to do with attractions that are no longer open, like Great Movie Ride and Alien Attack. You're very sad about Great Movie Ride. I am. Uh, Liesl Rampano. Liesl's favorite Nicolas Cage movie is National Treasure 2. Casey Bueller. Casey's favorite fact to tell at a bar while drinking is that PG-13 was a rating that was invented for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Andrew Steinley. Andrew has recently taken up trap shooting. And uh, our our last donor donated on Venmo, and and uh, it didn't it didn't give us her full name. So this is from Narantha B, who also said to us, um, 
Fuck the asshole who left you a one-star review reinsurance. Use this money to buy yourself sous vide egg bites because Matt's enthusiasm about them caused my boyfriend to buy me some. Just great news. Naratha recently got an Instant Pot and can't stop making cheesecakes for her closest friends. Dory, Uh, what a great fact you've written. Thank you. I wrote Naratha's fact. Uh, I don't like to be accused of having women just have the food facts like that one time I was. Oh, I, I just like, I just love the idea of someone making, constantly making cheesecake. Well, we have an Instant Pot. I don't see any cheesecakes. That's true. Well, it's not your cheat day. No. Nope. All right. Uh, yeah, that's really, that does it for the podcast. That episode. sure does. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for helping us get through 50 episodes. Yeah. We, we love you guys. Keep the emails coming. Keep the voicemails uh, coming. People I've specifically asked questions of. Uh, keep them coming. Uh, and Lex, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Right, bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.